Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and today we start playing Dream Apart. Dream Apart is a game of belonging outside belonging. It transports us to the shtetl, a mostly Jewish town that was typical in Eastern Europe in the Industrial Period, when Prussian, Austrian, and Russian empires dominated geopolitics. Dream Apart offers us a wonderful trip into a pocket of history, combined with fantastical elements like angels and demons of the unseen world. It offers stories about community building, identity and belonging, conflict, war, the supernatural, and much more. And we were lucky enough to play with Dream Apart's creator, Benjamin Rosenbaum. The upcoming episode will show the character building and setting creation process. If that's not your thing, you don't technically need to listen to this episode to understand the story that is to come. However, we genuinely highly recommend that you do take a listen, as we'll be delving deeply into the characters and their relationships, learning about the history, and just really having a fun time. Not to mention the fact that the character building and world building process is inherently and significantly tied into the actual RPG. Just a note though, we did record this several months ago, so our player introductions may be slightly out of date. Honestly, they're such lovely and creative people, and they've been up to so, so much since then. So please do go check all of their socials and their websites and just everything. We'll have all of the links in the show notes. In other news, Kiwi RPG Week starts this upcoming Sunday. Kiwi RPG Week is an event promoting, connecting, and supporting Aotearoa New Zealand's TTRPG creators, creatives, and community. There'll be live stream collaborations with the biggest Kiwi TTRPG names, games launches, special announcements, and more. We'll be kicking off on the 1st of May with two live streams, the second of which will be a Monster of the Week game that I will be running at 7pm New Zealand time. So do come join us, take a look at all the wonderful events, participate, and yeah, the link to the schedule is in the show notes below. And very, very, very lastly, there's only one half a week left for Podchaser's Reviews for Good initiative for April. Throughout the month, Podchaser has been donating 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen to help feed Ukrainian refugees for every podcast episode review left on Podchaser. So listeners, if you have even the slightest of free times, please go to Podchaser and give your favorite podcast episodes a review. Any podcast will do. Though we'd love it if you review ours, our call to action is to increase the donations. So just go review anything on there that you like. We'll provide links to our Podchaser profile as well as links detailing how else you can help the Ukrainian refugees below as well. And without further ado, housekeeping and administrative stuff aside, let's dive in. Let us explore the game of Dream Apart. Be it our strength, our wit, our craft. From Faerun to Arkham to Mars, we'll take the quest. Hello everyone, today we are playing Dream Apart and we're joined by some wonderful, wonderful individuals. In fact, super wonderful, I'm really excited to play with them. Like, um, I don't know where to start because usually I have like an order and now I'm super excited by this. So let's start in the order of the camera, from my cameras at least. Um, Adira, hello Adira, welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good too, thanks to all of you being here to play with us. Could you tell our audience a bit about yourself? Who is Adira? What is Adira? Like, like, let's open that. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. 
Hi, I'm Adira Slattery. I'm a, I'm a game designer and a poet uh, based just outside of Chicago in the United States. I write uh, weird queer shit. Uh, when this episode comes out, I should be just finishing up putting out some updates to two very cool games, one of which is a, a Borderland-inspired game, Ooh. and the other one is uh, the game that I kickstarted back at the start of this year called Tension, which is inspired by uh, Hannibal and Killing Eve, and it's a fun romance murder game. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. If you're in the RPG scene, you would have surely seen Adira's name. Like, Adira's all over the place. Like, everywhere you go, like, you've done something. <laughs> like, I keep seeing your name in all Kickstarters and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Anyways, Sweet. awesome. I'm glad you're here with us. Uh, we're moving on then to Ben. Hello, Ben. How's it going? Hey. How are you doing? So, I'm doing great. So, tell our audience about yourself. Who is Ben? What is Ben? Like, let's... What is Ben? Yes. My name is Ben Rosenbaum. I am a science fiction writer and game designer living in Basel, Switzerland, originally from America. I, um, I wrote this game, <laughs> Dream Apart, that we're going to play, <laughs> um, together with uh, and inspired by Avery Alder's Dream Askew. And so we published that together a while back. You can get it at buriedwithoutceremony.com. Dream Apart and Dream Askew together in a book. It's a, as we'll find out, Dream Apart is a game of Jewish historical fantasy, and Dream Askew is a queen game of an enclave surviving in a society, collapsing society. I am a newbie game designer because mostly I'm a fiction writer. Uh, so if you go to my website, which is benjaminrosenbaum.com, there's like 20 years of, of short fiction there that's uh, that you can get. Wow. I had a collection out too. And I have a novel out that came out in uh, last July uh, called The Unraveling, which is a far future novel set half a million years in the future of love, embarrassment, and revolution. And it's in a world that is very different than ours. There aren't any men. Men or women, because that's a lot of things didn't last for uh, <laughs> for for half a million years, uh, including our concepts of gender and economics and so on. So yeah. it's a wild ride. I have a podcast. Ooh. I co-host a podcast with Marianne Mohanraj called Mohanraj and Rosenbaum are humans, <laughs> which may allegedly answer the question of what is Ben, but um, I don't know. I, mean, oh. I, I wouldn't bank on it. Anyway, Mohanraj and Rosenbaum are humans. It's a podcast of the Speculative Literature Foundation and and we talk about writing and the writing life and community organizing and parenting and all whatever else we come up with to talk about. Awesome. And then we're moving on to Ian. Hey, Ian, how's it going? Going well, Azul. How are you? I am also, I'm doing even more great now. <laughs> like, that, like, we've gone through. Um, yeah, so tell our audience about yourself. Who is Ian? What is Ian? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, let's yeah. go back into the existential crisis of my college years. <laughs> uh, no, I am a, uh, I'm a game master and streamer based out of Detroit, Michigan. And um, yeah, I don't have as, such a long accolades list as uh, some of my friends here, but yeah, I'm working on my first novel. I run a nice uh, Crystal Strahd game over on twitch.tv slash The Mist Awaken. And I do some streaming involving world building and uh, novel writing with a few friends of mine. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely check out Ian's uh, Mr. Awakens as well. It's a pretty awesome actual play. And we move on to Isabel. Hello, Isabel. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me back. How are you, Azul? I am alive. And that is great. And I am getting more and more alive as we introduce everybody. How are you? I'm so glad. I thought that by the fourth time, we might get... <laughs> a little bit more closer to the truth. So glad to hear that you're alive. Yeah, so it's about, yes, go on. 
Um, yes. Hello, listeners. Uh, you might know me by now. Uh, my name is Isabel and I'm an actor. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Isabel on Insta or on my official Facebook page, Isabel Cohen. I don't have anything going on right now because we are currently in a lockdown and there are no plans to do anything for the foreseeable future. So that's great. Um, but <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I love to have this going on. <laughs> that's always right side. Okay, I think without further ado, I'll hand over things to you, Ben. Yeah, well, maybe we should go and um, go through and introduce everybody and sort of speculate about each other's stuff. And then, yeah. um, and then we'll do the, the go round. Sounds yeah. good. I mean, do you want to go in the same order or, or should we just go when we're ready or? <laughs> That's a good question. I guess we can go when we're ready. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm playing the sorcerer. The world teams with spirits. They whisper in our ears. Devils that tempt us. Angels that soothe. Ghosts that hunger to seize back life. Everyone hears the whispers, whether they know it or not. The sorcerer whispers back. The sorcerer is an unnerving individual. Their power is mysterious, fraught, and otherworldly. I'm going to be playing uh, sorcerer. You see her pronouns. Name is Haya. Uh, she's going to have an earnest eyes and come from a Frankist outlook. Uh, Frankism is a very fun heresy that I really think is pretty neat. That's about tearing down the entire social order and hedonism and fun things like that. Look <laughs> <laughs> that up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it comes from Sebastianism, which is another fun heresy. <laughs> Haya got her start as a sorcerer by going on a dance with Lilith. Mm. Uh, she knows two of the unseen whose names she knows, which is the ghost of the miller's wife and the prince of fire. Mm. Uh, the spirits have revealed to her the time and manner of her death. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. And I have two relationships with the shtetl. The goyish peasants uh, will come to me for aid, and my estranged spouse despises me. Mm. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Possibly one of us could be your estranged spouse. Yeah. Somebody. We could also be each other. I mean, we could either, you know, have may build triangles or, you know, somebody could mm -hmm. be the estranged spouse or somebody could now be with the estranged spouse. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's definitely like, there's going to definitely be like people taking on other people's relationships very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love it. Uh, and was, was this a match made by our matchmaker? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. In which case. Let's say yes. I absolutely did that. And then your string spouse <laughs> is the miller who owes me money then. So oh. I set you guys up and then. So he's been married multiple times. Yeah. And I can talk to the ghost of his previous wife. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, that's, I love maybe, it. No, I love it. Maybe that's why you're estranged. <gasps> yeah. Because I talk to his, I talk to the ghost of his wife all of the time. So you know, yeah. what, so you know what she told you. Yeah, she told you some <laughs> things that estranged you. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh my gosh, that's good. Yeah, Amazing. yeah. I, was, I know the perfect man for you. He's young. Well, he's in his sixties. <laughs> <laughs> he's been married before, but. <laughs> Not now. Sixties is young. <laughs> young at heart. Love His wife it. died in a totally innocent manner. It had nothing to do with him. Yeah. Absolutely not. And he's very wealthy. So what else do you want? Yes. And I owe him money. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you owe him money before or after? I think I've owed him money multiple times. And this time uh, I got away with it. But yeah. I once again owe him money. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> It keeps happening. Wow, All right, who's next? Who wants yeah. to go next? I can go next. Okay. Because we've got the order. So I'm playing the scholar. 
The law is a tree of life for those who cling to it, nourishment in the wilderness. Our temple is destroyed, our people scattered among the nations. What we have, the law, and those who study it. Our glory, our burden. The scholar is a discerning individual. Their power is discursive, methodical, and constraining. My scholar, my name will be Eli. Eli is quite a young individual for a scholar in his 30s. He has a wary face, so his pronouns are he him. He is a, re- a realist. He has been scorned and disappointed quite a few times in the past, and that's kind of put him into this realist path. And his areas of expertise are Gentile sciences and ritual slaughter. In his search for knowledge, <laughs> he definitely practiced in some very odd, uh, or at least very, he, he's done a lot of things in, in his pursuit for knowledge. He's decided that what brings salvation is decoding the secrets of the Book of Creation. And in terms of his shtetl, shtetl relationships, I'm actually, I haven't decided yet. I was playing around with this. So I'm thinking your feuding children break your heart mm. and your rivals spread rumors. Nice. And I was wondering if anyone wanted to like add to that in terms of either the rival or children or... Can I also ask, because I think you skipped the, there's two great temptations. Oh, yes. Sorry. My two great temptations are ultimate knowledge and despair and self-loathing. Wow. Yes. <laughs> nice. Amazing. <laughs> Despair and self-loathing is my favorite temptation for the scholar. I love it so much. <laughs> he, it's almost like self-loathing for every, like loathing for everybody, because in a lot of ways he thinks that he is better off than a lot of other people because of his pursuit for knowledge, like true mm-hmm. meaning, you know. And because other people don't do that, they are kind of below him. So he hates himself mm-hmm. for not achieving what he wants to achieve, but by def- mm. by extension, even more so. How much more everybody so? Everybody else, yeah. Like quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so my two shuttle relationships, my work with yours. Oh, yes. So my two shuttle relationships are my estranged father resents me. Oh. And the boy, oh. and, and the boy who, whose heart you broke wants to kill you. That does not need to be a, a romantic relationship. So maybe that can mm. pu- fuel into uh, your feuding children. Mm. Very easy. If you were a very dedicated scholar, it's very easy for mm. you to be in one of the traditions that is like, ignore your children. They're mm. only, they should just study Torah as well. You know? <laughs> I think you hit the nail right on the head there because being a realist and all, whenever you come to me in with like, like questioned or needed help and uh, or something like that i would pretty much be quite dismissive and just be like why are you feeling emotional just do the obvious mm. thing think about it logically and rationally and i'm i'm the klezmer i'm i'm the i guess like from like the musical standpoint i'm like the creative who, who can't who doesn't want to see things rationally they want to see the beauty in the world oh yeah <laughs> I, I believe, and definitely perhaps incorrectly, that this is all just you trying to rebel against me. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Just because, oh, like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like you had to go choose, you know, to be a klezmer, didn't you? Just like of all the things. I'm the 16-year-old who who grew up with like animal skin of like the fiddler on the roof, like sketched on it instead of like, instead of like the metal <laughs> band. Like I'm that kid. You would have been reading Shalom Aleichem as it came out. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> Amazing. You're singing only the dirty parts of Song of Solomon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ripped them out of the book. So let's go to the Klezmer because that's, we already started. So tell us the rest of who the Klezmer is. 
Is it that you break too many hearts, too many rules, too many promises? You've been chased onto roads by dogs, Jews, goyim, and your own restless nature. Still, every wedding or Purim, the shtetl needs you to spin joy from its suffering. The klezmer is a charming individual. Their power is artful, ephemeral, and inspiring. Yaakov, he is uh, a very calloused individual, either from practicing his fiddle or, you know, holding the dice and the various gambling implements that he's been using his off time to do. His look is calloused hands, is mostly his fingers. Um, His outlook, much to the dismay of his estranged father, is libertine, his personal pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Taking in that adrenaline rush, that high of asking questions, not getting an answer and saying okay that's what that, that's what i thought and and leaving his arts are fiddle gambling and poetry um and his contacts are a traveling musician probably who he met in the marketplace and the lieutenant of the regiment mm. probably got into too much trouble and most likely got imprisoned at some point and what he seriously just longs for is the reconciliation of that relationship uh between mm. with with his family and the brother who does want to kill me uh, my two shuttle relationships being the estranged father azul and the boy whose heart <laughs> i broke who wants to kill me we just said that like maybe that's the brother the the, the uh the other feuding uh, child. Oh. I, I feel like that doesn't have to be a, a romantic relationship. Sure, like, sure. Breaking that we heart. have to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah, how yeah. you broke. There could be there could be multiple ways you broke your brother's heart. But I just want to, yeah. we, we could make a case that I might be, so I have as general relationships, your siblings resent your return. That's Ooh, one one option. Could you be my other so son? So I could be the other son. <laughs> oh yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> that, that could work. That Love could this. still work. Like you could have broken his heart and he, res- he resents your return. That could still work. Yes. Yeah. And I I think there's we could dig into that. The, there's multiple ways to break break his heart. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go. Shall I go? For yeah, sure, yes. go for it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Avram. He/him pronouns. I am the soldier. Oh, let's do the intro. Goyim, they draft at 18. Jews, at 12. Six years of drills and beatings to try to get the yid out. Or did you lie your way in? Then hunger, marching, torn bodies in the mud. Now you've come back to a place you barely remember. The soldier is a lost individual. Their power is violent, suspect, and hard won. So Avram, uh, yearning face, uh, outlook is survivor, choose three skills from the war, dueling, embezzlement, and enforcing discipline with brutality. <laughs> so I think Avram therefore must have risen in the ranks, like relative to be enforcing discipline with brutality, to be some kind of non-commissioned yeah. officer, yeah. which is, you know, was yeah. relatively rare for Jews, but possible. And, uh, you know, that he sort of was clearly like left at 12 went to the like was a cantonist was like in military school they like draft the boys at 12 and take them away and put them in military school like to try to make you know proper russian men out of them even though you know doesn't really they, they never really get away from the stigma i mean sort of sort of despised as a jew in the army but also hasn't been back to the shtetl for you know 10 years so and he was 12 when he left so he doesn't didn't actually have a bar mitzvah because <laughs> oh wow <laughs> like, not, not even that that was so much of a thing then but you know Particularly because his father is a scholar, if I'm the brother, then like before (laughs) I was even, um, you know, actually an adult and could read from the Torah, I was taken away and became a non-commissioned officer for the Tsar. Choose two you brought back, the memory of a forbidden love 
and a forbidden book. Ooh. So I feel like the forbidden book, yeah, I feel like that's a, that should maybe connect with the sorcerer. I don't know how, maybe, I don't oh. know. The sorcerer probably knows what forbidden book that is. Yeah. And we could think about where I got it. And the memory of a forbidden love, okay, so, and then choose what haunts you most is his feverish face. So definitely Avram got up to some stuff in the army and is haunted by it. Although really all the choose what by what haunts you most are good. Like, yeah. um, but uh, the screams. Yeah. Maybe I did all of them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. all of them haunt me. The feverish face just haunts me the most. There um, you go. Yeah, yeah. Your siblings resent your return would tie in, but then I don't know what the other shtetl relationship is. My options are your true love married another. Could could your true love be the Miller? <laughs> I don't think that works out. I feel far. like the Miller's a bit of a different I, I, I don't generation. Think... I also feel like my true yeah, love died I don't think in you're... like his feverish face. Yeah. Like I feel like my fellow soldier. Mm. I think Yuri was the oh. was the. But you know, I don't know. Maybe Yuri. I don't know. So your true love member is another. Your best friend fears you. A casual lover is using you. That could be the Miller. <laughs> <laughs> a stranger's face had stolen your heart. I don't know, but I'm going to reserve judgment on which of my other shadow relationships until we hear from the matchmaker. Okay. So we could see how that oh. maybe ties in. Sounds good. Um, I kind of like if for your one, just my two cents, I, th- I would th- think I would like your your casual lover was the sorcerer because like you've already got oh. the book. Oh. So it yes. makes sense if you guys Ooh, are... That's maybe why the sorcerer is using me is to yeah. get at the forbidden book. I like oh it. Oh my god! There we go. And I, okay. and as, as as a Frankist, I believe in tearing down all social orders. So I would love to yeah, be a casual yeah. lover to the, yeah. the exactly. scholar's son, the soldier. You know, don't knock it just because it's straight. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I still got Lilith. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I also want to say, if I'm hot, like just to tie this back to Yuri, if I was like Kaya, can speak to the dead. So maybe Kaya potentially seduces me by like stringing me along that like I can contact Yuri. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. All right, matchmaker. Okay, so I am matchmaker Gitto. I'm playing a woman and she has sparkling eyes and she's an opportunist. Mm. Her allies are the giggling schoolgirls with inquisitive ears and the, the rabbits and the rabbi's wife. I lack self-control, but I do have a number of, of true friends. People like me. Mm. But on my back, they call me a sucker for any pretty face. <laughs> my daughter, however, is in love with a goy, is what I thought mm. was my, would be a shtetl relationship mm-hmm. um, for me. Mm. But I'm kind of like, but if I do that, there isn't really any, I mean, the daughter would be an NPC, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, we could still tie it together somehow. We, you know, we, mm-hmm. we definitely have some, still some stuff to play with. Mm. The traveling, was it a traveling magician or musician? Because I think you said musician uh magician yeah oh. magician oh sorry so maybe that's the goy could be the traveling ma- magician followed the klezmer back and seduced your daughter or something i don't know yeah or yeah you know um and then the miller owes me money oh yeah was miller, the other you one owe the miller money oh sorry yeah the other mm-hmm. way around i owe the miller <laughs> yes. money oof getting ahead of yes. myself <laughs> um, nice. no, I wish. Okay. What's your daughter's name? My daughter's name is Miriam. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe we've introduced all our characters, so let's move on to our relationship questions. So, for our listeners, each of us is going to ask the person on our left a question that builds our characters' relationships. Quite helpfully, the character sheets already provide suggestions for the questions. So, we'll start with Isabel. Ooh, yes. Questions, questions, questions. So many questions. 
Why have I been sizing you up lately, Ben? Yeah, now that's a good question. Okay, so let's see what happened. I mean, the obvious thing that springs to mind, I mean, I'm, I'm this traumatized soldier from the outside world, like clearly like with some experience of horror and war and brutality, I've showed up in the shtetl and I'm a mess. And you know everybody's business. You know everything about everybody because you're the matchmaker. And you have a problem. Well, you have two problems. One is that your daughters love the goy and the other is that you owe the Miller money. And like nobody else in your world would be capable of killing someone. Oh, like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like I'm clearly like a, a, a wild card, like free agent. Who knows what the hell I'll do. So if you needed to get rid of somebody <laughs> like the goy who seduced your daughter or, you know, maybe even the Miller. Oh my gosh. <laughs> feel free to you know, feel free to strike that if that's too dark. I mean No, we we we're getting we're getting to the trifecta. We've got like self-loathing, murder, and f- forbidden love and turning like... into a game of fiasco. <laughs> I mean I don't know that Gittel would be like murder. Well, maybe not murder. Maybe maybe just intimidation. Yeah. I mean, I, the other option, of course, is that I mean, you are you are a matchmaker, so you could be sizing me up. But it just seems like I'm such a mess. Like, who would you be trying to marry me? To? <laughs> like, what if you're trying to match him with your daughter? So that way, she stops chasing after this goy, oh, and now yeah, that's possible. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the two. I'm gonna say okay. I'm sizing you up to intimidate and run out um, the magician, and then I mean, who better to comfort a poor, heartbroken mm. daughter than a bad boy soldier who's just shown up? <laughs> it's two beds with one stone. I love right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so now I choose one to ask Ian. And you're my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Ooh. clearly, like, I don't want to ask. The, my first question is too obvious to ask. Why do you wish I had never come back? Duh. Although, <laughs> although we do need to dig Ooh. into this a little. I have to say. We, we do. do. We, we do. Dig we into this a little, do. Because how did I break your heart? No, I broke your heart. Oh, you broke my heart. Yeah. Oh, and I want to kill you. Yeah. Did you get him drafted? <gasps> oh, did interesting. In? And that's how I know the lieutenant of the regiment. <gasps> oh, my no. God. <laughs> Holy That's shit. Great. Yeah. So how did you do it? And also how, why, like, why did you set me up? Is it because now, I mean, oh. and it could be, it could be like interpersonal between us, like that you wanted to, maybe before I was taken off to be a soldier, I was like this great, like this yeshiva bocher, this promising, you know, scholar. I was going to be following my father's footsteps. I totally idolized him. I was doing all the right stuff. And you were the oh. one who would like, and then you set me up to get me because you, because you were bitter about that. That's one option. Or you could have even not meant to do it. Like you got, you got captured by the captain. And they're like, well, you're either going to come to the army or you're going to find us somebody who will. So yeah, 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 that's like, possible. Yeah. Your in your place. Oh, so you basically sold off your brother. So I wonder if we go that route, I should be the I should be the younger brother. Like, no, you don't want me, you want my older brother, right. who's stronger, who's yes. uh, a lot more. And I know where you could find him. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, okay, so hang on, I, I need to write this down. Yeah, I read that they did sometimes take children as young as eight, but they were more mm-hmm. likely to go for older probably. So if you were like, like eight years old, you were like, nah, I'm just like scrawny. But my brother. You were eight and I was 12 and they were just trying to make their quota. And they were like, fine, we'll take this one. He's probably going to die on the way. And then <laughs> you were like, I know where my brother is and he's, you know, strong yeah. and he, you know, whatever. And 
he's out chopping wood out back and then they you know put me in the net and that's the last time i saw you 10 years ago oh my gosh that like i love the dynamic that that creates like i was proud of you avram before you left and now i, I can't like like i feel like you right. know, all the possibilities that you could have become is just lost yeah you know, like that, that could increase the resentment towards like um yeah so so the two that i have official questions are why do you wish i'd never come back which is kind of obvious since we've established i want to kill you so i feel like i should ask the other one which is how did you get me to let my guard down if only for a moment which is probably how i mean which maybe was Mm -hmm. how they got me you'll do anything to protect me right oh yeah because you broke my heart yes oh no (laughs) so you said oh we've got to hide they're coming after me here we'll go to this cave where we can hide until they're gone and then i followed you they were waiting there (laughs) wow (laughs) like the guilt of doing that set him on this klezmery rebellious path where it was like yeah and so i started to i i started to pull away and maybe eli started started to resent resent me because of this entire thing you found out probably from the matchmaker of this of this entire dramatic debacle and it's Mm. just been this strange (laughs) familial relationship throughout this entire thing uh so now ian's up um eli i have a question for you azul why don't you trust me? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's <laughs> way more than one reason. <laughs> I imagine like in your youth, you would have hidden out and gone to like gone to visit when there's like bands of traveling uh, musicians mm-hmm. or magicians. You would definitely have attempted to like stow out and like experience that and just try to like get as much knowledge and like, but, like you know, that's that's your thing. Is, is that would that be? Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's one of those things where I'm explaining this from like a meta way of why the Klezmer has more contacts with the outside world than any other archetype is that I was exposed to the outside world a lot more than the shtetl and mm. became almost like infatuated with with that world and detached Mm -hmm. from the community and didn't want to be part of it anymore. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where it all started, where I was like, I I became slightly skeptical about like what you told me because you would have lied to me to say like, oh, you're going to study the books Mm. or like, you know, things like that. And like, I got skeptical knowing about this. And then I think what really made me just mistrust you is I was informed of what you did to your brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How recently did you find out? I think it's very recent, Um, Mm. probably around around the same time that Avram returned. So mm. not not very far. Like, this is only like a recent change of my behavior. You know, like, this is a, a bit of a wild card. And I don't know if we want to go there, but it also particularly works. Like, what if you didn't even know that I'd been drafted? What if everybody thought I was dead? Like, like, like oh. literally he came home and was like a wolf killed him or something. Or just like <laughs> that I'd run off or whatever. You know, I think if that's the case, I'm going to change uh, one of my arts from poetry to deception. Oh, wow. Oh. Nice. That's like, so your recent arrival has just like sent me just like shock shiver. Like, right. like my whole worldview is kind of like. It's almost worse like, what I've become. It's almost worse, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Who's, who's next yes. question? My question to you, Haya, is what have I failed to ask your forgiveness about? Mm. Um, not making it easy. <laughs> you know, it would be really strange. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. But you know the time and manner of your death? 
be very interesting if you were resenting him for something he hasn't done yet. Is Eli going to kill me? Oh no! Or like somehow, you know, somehow it leads, somehow some terrible decision of yeah. his is going to lead to your death or something. Like, yeah, I, oh. I know that you will be my death. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and apologize in advance. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I need to apologize. That makes total sense because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just really confused. Why does this woman hate me? Like, why? right? You've done nothing. She clearly hates me because my sons are disappointments. Like, that's clearly the reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, that must be it. Like, what is your relationship? Let's see. So you're where? I'm I'm confused about the whole Miller thing and the who's married. To... Oh yeah. Uh, so I I'm married to the Miller, and the matchmaker owes money to the Miller. The Miller's been married a couple of times. Yeah. I'm the Miller's most recent wife. The matchmaker has been trying to keep getting the Miller. I. Talk to the Miller's wife's ghost, who has told me some things, and now we're estranged. Oh, and you've seduced the son of Eli. But like, what other, yes. other than that? What is your relationship to Eli? Is my question. Um, I think so. I'm not living with the Miller right now, right? Uh huh. So where am I living? So generally, these scholars, a lot of the time, they would be away from home a lot, studying, right? So mm. could you be? And when they would leave their wives to essentially just be the main breadwinners and uh, and and look after children and all that. Could you be um, living with the the scholar's wife and helping her with her like home and such? Yep, and that's what led me to seduce her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we can't avoid each other, and you're I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like what? Yeah, I think I think by by day by day I'm helping her. By night I go out into the woods and meet with Goisha peasants and like tell their fortunes and right. have them speak to the dead and things like that. And that's that's how I'm I'm making my money. I think as far as the mother goes, I can say that her name's Esther, and mm-hmm. she's incredibly, like, she's probably the anti, uh, like, antithesis of me. Like, she's very kind, very, like, emotionally intelligent and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. maybe. But I think, uh, like, I would imagine that she was distraught with Avram disappearing, mm-hmm. but now she's probably really happy with Avram mm-hmm. back. That, that he's alive and that you're, yeah. yeah. I guess that answers, wait, did we answer... Like, yes, 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 I'm going to kill you. (laughs) So so, then I have a question to ask Izzy. Mm -hmm. Why do you seek my help and what are you afraid it will cost? Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, I'd be seeking your help about the Miller, wouldn't I? Because I owe him money and you're married to him. So what do you want me to do to the Miller? Yeah, what do I want you to do to solve this issue? Also, didn't you set them up originally? Like yeah, I did. And I mean, maybe the maybe that was the mil- that was like the Miller's price for the previous debt was like, well, yeah. this is the you know he was like attracted to Chaya and was like, if you could get me Chaya, then we'll call it quits for now, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and then oh. oh. Because oh, you're wow. estranged now. I'm. I want you to get back together with the Miller because to to like smooth things over again. Because that's why I owe him money again is because it didn't work out. And he's like, well, it didn't work out with Haya. So mm. now you now I need the money back. And so yeah. <laughs> I want you to get back with the Miller. Mm-hmm. And what are you afraid it will cost? Well, I know that you're a heretic. I think maybe you might have become more heretic like after you got together with the Miller. You're mm-hmm. not the quite the same person that you were then. And I'm I'm concerned that I will need to essentially get in bed with some, you know, with Lilith. You know, I'll be needing to like, because I have to, because wow. I'm I'm doing something that is morally objectionable by even trying to get someone like you with an upstanding citizen, um, oh. you know, to try and force that together. 
I have a question, a follow-up question to that. Um, are Gittel and Kaya like childhood friends? And that's why you feel like this this connection to her. Like there's this long standing just like relationship oh. and this loyalty that you have before Kaya even began the whole heretical pursuit. Yeah, yeah. So I want her to go back to her husband. <laughs> But in doing so, I need to stay friends with her. And I'm worried that the more I stay friends with her, the more um, I'm going to have to participate in her activities in order to keep her on side. And what will that make me? Is Gittle married? That's another question. Oh, because you have a daughter. So you're yeah, yeah, either yeah. married or widowed or... I reckon Gittle is... Oh, she's either widowed or her husband is like away a lot. He, um... Or he could be like, he could be like in jail. He could be the reason you ended up in debt is basically what I'm saying. And then he could still be dead, but he could be also like in the Tsar's dungeon or the Baron's dungeon okay. or something. Yeah, sure. In the Tsar's dungeon. That sounds good. Maybe he was accused. Maybe he was a um, a tax collector and he was accused of um, embezzlement, mm, of, of yeah. skimming off the top. We haven't done anything with your rivals spread rumors. Yeah. The yeah. other piece of the scholars thing. I think your rival is me. Oh, yeah? yeah. So you're oh, spreading rumors? <laughs> that that yeah. makes sense. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Haya is spreading rumors about Eli. Right. Yeah. Haya is yeah. living in his house, apparently just a, a servant, but in fact, she's his rival in this quest for ultimate knowledge. Yeah. Like his spiritual rival. We disagree as to what knowledge means, but we're still in the pursuit of said knowledge. Awesome. I have a question for Gittel. Mm -hmm. Your daughter is dating my friend, the traveling magician. Do we want to <laughs> flesh that out a little bit? Or yes, we should probably name him. Oh yeah, what's a goyish name? Let's let's make him Romanian and name him Victor. Just, I love a I love a magician name. <laughs> Victor. Victor Iliescu. Miriam is dating Victor. Uh huh. She's a giggling schoolgirl. She's in love with the with the magician. I reckon. How old mm -hmm. is she? Sixteen. <laughs> yeah. You know, young love. I don't like you very much. I guess probably because you you brought the magician into her life. No one likes me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're neat. <laughs> Brilliant. So the next step is for us to divide the setting elements between us and then we'll have two setting elements, I believe, extra as well. So in terms of the setting elements, once we've chosen one that particularly resonates with us, we may choose the desires of that setting element as well. And if, I, if I'm correct, the setting elements function as a sort of narrative flavor where they can help uh, decide or kind of direct where the narrative actually goes depending on what's happening in the scenes. Yeah, and it's sort of dividing up the world such that you, if you're playing that setting element, you're the GM for that aspect of the world, if you will. Yeah. You know, you're sort of in, you can introduce problems, conflicts, strange things that are happening. So you typically want to play one that's not, that your character is less immediately involved in. So now I'm going to get everybody to focus on the two desires. So just circle two desires that you think uh, would be particularly appropriate for our session. Um, and then we can go around reading the top blurb of each of the setting elements and then telling what the desires are. So uh, as the market, uh, forbidden to farm, we find other solutions. A few of us serve the interests of the powerful as tax collectors, estate agents, financiers, advisors, so that when the Goetia peasants ride up against their oppression, it's killing us that sits their discontent. 
Others are millers, tailors, shoemakers, bakers, blacksmiths, distillers, tavern keepers, carters, peddlers, rag pickers, beggars, thieves, and prostitutes. The lords own the land. The peasants work the land. We are landless, go-betweens, living by wit, grit, and moxie, eating potato peels and kasha, but maybe just one good deal away from dining on goose and white bread. Uh, the market's desires are uncomfortable bargains and less for some, more for others. Exciting. When the sages of the academy debated the matter of the oven of Aknai, a divine voice spoke from heaven saying, Rabbi Eliezer ben Hyrcanus is correct. But the scholars retorted, the law was given to us. It is not in heaven. The tradition, eternal but ever-changing, is a tree of life, nourishing those who cling to it with serenity, mercy, and wisdom. But the evil urge is a scholar too, tempting the arrogant. Applied without loving kindness, tradition can become tyranny. The sheltering branches can become a thicket and seekers can go astray. And the desires of texts and traditions are epiphanies and schisms in dispute. Our sages taught that gossip slays three, the speaker, the listener, and the one disgust. That the tongue is a sharpened arrow that kills not merely at 40 or 50 cubits, but throughout the heavens and the earth. But the shtetl has a genius for gossip. Our neighbor's doings are as tasty as borscht. How else will we know who is up and who is down, who is wise and who is a fool, who to be envied and who to be pitied? Are we not also commanded, not also to love, but also to rebuke our neighbors? Without gossip, how will we know who to rebuke? Gossip and reputation desires community and the moral high ground. <laughs> <laughs> the Goyesha world. Fair business dealings, moments of alliance, true friendships. They exist between Jews and Goyim, but they all rest uneasily as if on melting ice. At any moment, murderous violence can break through. Bishop and Brigader, peasants and brigands, the chaste abbess and the trysting baroness all know that all redemption in the sinful world is from the Lord Jesus Christ. That the Jews, filthy and conniving, denied him, that they murdered him. And the worst thing, the unforgivable thing, the secret wound at the heart of Christendom, that they gave birth to him and that he was theirs first. The two desires of the Goyesha world are hierarchy and order and profit. Oof. So then we have the unseen world. The air is thick with fearsome radiant angels. On every shoulder a demon whispers temptations in an ear. Our souls split in three parts when we die. The nefesh, the ruach linger longing for mortal flesh. Long after the neshama has ascended to its reward and the divine will is fractured, exploded in its own exile from itself. Three of the four sages who mystically entered paradise ended up dead, mad, or apostate. It can offer guidance, protection, transformation, but never safely. Let those who seek the unseen world or who attracts its notice beware. So the two desires of the unseen world are rebellion and cosmic revelation. Yes. Nice. <laughs> So the next step is essentially to circle two blessings of the shtetl, circle three curses of the shtetl, and draw a map. This was not a favorable imperial decree if Avram was taken as a kid. That's probably not true. Hmm. There's also the secret benefactor. I wonder if that could be the person who informed Eli of the like the Avram mm. situation oh, as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, cool. Secret benefactor. I'm circling it. Um, what about a sympathetic Goyish priest? We don't have any Ooh. um that could be a new character for us. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. What are Goyish names in... Are we in Russia? <laughs> Russia, Poland... Well, we know we're in Russian Empire because I went. I was in the Tsarist Army, so... Yeah. yeah. We probably are in Poland. We probably are in what used to be Poland before Russia, Austria, and Prussia ate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to begin in pronouncing Polish names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh, here's a nice one. Theodore. It's just Theodore, I think. Yeah, that's, Theodore. That's, that's, that's nice. good. Yeah. Theodore. Since he's since he's Polish, he's probably a Roman Catholic priest. Yeah. The Russians and Ukrainians are probably Orthodox, and the Poles are Roman Catholic. So mm-hmm. he's uh, Father. Te- we've got Father Theodore here. Uh, yeah. So those are our two. So the two blessings then is a sympathetic Goish priest named Father Theodore, and a secret benefactor who's like we don't we don't know who it is. We'll move on to curses. The wonderful cursings of the Shtetl. Wow, those are definitely curses. I mean, war just sounds like something natural to breed from Avram's story. Mm-hmm. There's clearly mm-hmm. some war going on. And I reckon something spiritual um, to link to Chaya's story. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah. hauntings? Yeah, hauntings is good. Well, I'm talking to the ghost of the Miller's wife, previous wife all the time. Yeah. Yeah. True. true. That's oh, right. Oh, that's true. It is a curse now. And the other one was war, was it? Yeah. There could be a murder too. A murder? I was just looking at a murder. It's a sort of allusion to murder. Yeah. We have chatted about potential murder, so we could definitely do that. <laughs> I'm here for Casually, it. We've chatted about. Okay. Let's go with a murder. Why not? Yeah. Murder it is. It doesn't have to. Does it have to be something that had happened in the past, or could it be? I think it could be something that happens shortly. Shortly after the, you know, we could begin with the murder or we could... Yeah, we could open with a murder. Yeah. Let's do it. Open with a bang. Okay. Hello, listeners. Future is all here. So, this was the part where we originally collaborated to make our glorious map of the Stettle, uh, but that's long and lengthy and boring and you may not have wanted to listen to it, so we cut it out and instead provided you with the link to the map. Also, while we were playing Dream Apart, for obvious reasons, we had very many tangents where we discussed Jewish history, culture, and everything around the game, shtetls, and so forth. Unfortunately, because this doesn't really contribute to the narrative journey of our characters, we did have to cut it out. But we will be providing it all in our Patreon. So do go check our Patreon if you're interested. Okay, so I believe that is our shtetl. Um, I think, so there was discussions about the first scene you wanted, like we were thinking of it opening with a murder. Yeah. Who's, like, who died? Let's kill Yaakov's friend, Victor. Oh. <laughs> wow. One of our three NPCs and we're killing him already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to suggest a different dead person, but if we're going with Victor, because we have the lieutenant of the regiment that Yaakov also knows. Mm. Oh, that's true. Mm, that would be more because I feel like only I would care that Victor died and Yakov would be like, yes. <laughs> Sorry, well, bad Miriam. That, I mean, really, the death of anybody could bring, you know, I mean, could bring yeah. suspicion, obviously. Oh, yeah. 100%. More so the lieutenant, that that might be a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, how, how big of a problem do we want this to be? No, let's make it a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. It shakes yeah. the core of the Shetalk level of problems, like okay. the foundations, the very foundations. Yeah. And when a goy dies, it's usually trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially yeah. the lieutenant of the regiment. I mean, a, mm-hmm. a, a random itinerant magician they might they might have forgot about, but nobody's going to forget about the lieutenant of the regiment. Do we know the name of the lieutenant of the regiment? No. We did not name him. Uh, okay, another Polish name. Or oh, maybe he's Russian. No, maybe Russian name. He could be Russian. Because it was the Russian army, right? Like, yeah. So how about yeah. uh, Maxim? Maxim Alexandrovich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maxim nice. Alexandrovich. Sokolov. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Amazing. Okay, I think with that, we are ready to start playing. Next time on Don't Forget Your Towel. The lieutenant is dead! Do you know that you're the first one to find him? Well, I assume the murderer saw. What has happened? If either one of us tells anyone about any of this, we're both screwed. We have a dead body and soldiers in the settle. So no, nothing is okay. Oi, Yidin, what is this dead body you speak of? Hang on a bit, we're trying to decide whether or not we should tell you the truth. We'll make it easy for you. You lie to us, we shoot you. So I'm back and I should not be here. Everyone loves a family of skeletons. I need to go to heaven. I prayed every night of my life. But you see no bullet wound. You see no sign of death. Something is afoot. But it looks kind of like a little moss-covered person with very gnarly like limbs crawls out of the dead man's pocket. Ah! Get it! What are you doing? You can't keep me here. The truth always brings us to salvation. The Jew is converting? He's staying a Jew? Where will they live? That's like a that's like a donkey marrying a peacock. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at dfyt underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready. Ready?